From the very beginning, I was not wanted. There was um, a lot of abuse from the time I was three on of every kind of abuse you could imagine. And I remember at three having migraine headaches, very severe, and being in bed for four and five days. And then from that point, it moved to um, back, a lot of back pain. I would be playing and all of a sudden my back would just, everything would just knot up and freeze and I wouldn't be able to move. It would happen through college where I would just be in bed for a month at a time, missing school, not being able to move, just frozen in pain. I didn't, I didn't share a lot of my past with my husband. And so um, he didn't know. The first couple years, just living constantly in pain. I was living on three different narcotics at the same time, every day, three and four times a day. Taking that, you know, methadone, Percocet, um, morphine, all at the same time. I couldn't be there for my kids. I just felt like it's not worth living when you're in that much pain and not able to live any kind of life and be the mom and be the wife. Um, why live? Fifteen years ago, um, I had been diagnosed that I had a very severe case of fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue. And it was such a relief because the doctors kept saying that my pain was all in my head. And I didn't understand that because it was in every extremity of my body. They didn't give me any hope. All they could do was keep me on drugs and keep giving me higher doses of narcotics. I wasn't doing life at all, you know, and I was dying. I was dying inside. I felt like my family would be better off without me, you know, and I would lay there for day after day just praying for the Lord to take me. A friend had told us about the healing rooms, and she had mentioned it again to my husband, and he was so open to it, because I'm going to get you ready, we're going to call it my friend Melody and we're going to the healing rooms and it's like it's so beautiful because heaven came down there were two big angels and the first angel um, was coming around and pulling out all the arrows of injustice, all the things that had done had been done to me. And then the bigger angel came around my back. We're pulling out the deeper arrows. I would not have carried so much hurt. It, this whole sensation went through my whole entire body. And um, Every ounce of pain left my body. God healed my heart, and in healing my heart, He healed my mind. And in healing my mind, He healed my body. And I've never been the same. I came running out of there, and He was like, What's going on? I said, I'm free. I'm healed. I'm whole. When the scripture says the Lord will restore what the enemy has stolen, he has.
you know, for my kids to be able to see me have the energy to be able to do things. Now they're having children and they are just in awe of the Grammy that I am. I get to put a baby on my back on a backpack, you know, and we're hiking around and going to the park and doing these things and I'm swinging with them and I'm running around and every day it's just like, God, what are we going to do today? It is so exciting to be so full of joy and so full of health and so full of life. I'm 60 years old and I feel like I said 25. It is such a gift. We have uh, been working through a series on uh, healing, and uh, this will be the last of uh, four messages in that uh, series. And today we're going to talk about how to pray uh, for healing, because uh, God wants to use you to bring healing to other people around you. We've looked at in the series a lot of things to do a super quick review, uh, but in the beginning we see uh, God created this perfect world. Oh, by the way, you can see Kel here from Amsterdam, she's doing some mission work there. You were visiting us today. Uh, right from the very beginning, uh, sickness and death came in through the fall. Through uh, the fall of man, through the coming of sin into this world, through uh, the rebellion of evil spirits. And because God is in the business of uh, bringing in his kingdom, God very early on reveals himself as the healer. And uh, one of his names is Yahweh, or Jehovah Rapha, which means, I am the Lord who heals you. And so God reveals himself throughout the Bible as, as a healing God. And if we ever have any questions about the character of God, we have any questions about uh, how God responds to people who are sick or diseased, then we need to look no further than Jesus. Because Jesus is the one who perfectly reveals who God is to us as if you remember, Philip asks, Jesus, show us the Father. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. To, to know Jesus is to know the Father. And so to know how Jesus responds to sickness is to know how God responds to sickness. And uh, we spent quite a, a bit of time in one of the messages just going through one gospel, the gospel of Matthew. And I hope you were blown away by how many healing accounts there are in just one gospel. Uh, it's just all over the place, and if we were to sum all of that up in terms of Jesus' relation to sickness, it would be this verse in Matthew 14. That Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. This is the heart of Jesus, but also reveals to us the heart of God. Uh, that if you are sick or have disease today in your body, you uh, can be for, for sure that God has compassion on you. And that God's heart, as we talked about, is for healing. Jesus healed every single person who came to him. Jesus healed them. Every single person the Father led Jesus to uh, was healed. Not once did someone come to Jesus and say, Jesus, would you heal me? Not once did Jesus look at that person and say, no, I don't really want to heal you. Uh, so God has this huge heart for healing and then we tackled some difficult questions in terms of is it always God's will to heal we looked at um, what else did we talk about uh, why why don't we see healing sometimes we talked about that uh, but today we want to talk about how to pray for healing and it's first off really important to know that God wants to use you 
to bring healing to those people around you. Part of being a follower of Jesus is not only sharing the kingdom, but also praying for people who are not well in their bodies. In 1 John chapter 2, it says this, The one who says he resides in God ought himself to walk just as Jesus walked. And of course, that can mean a lot of things. But for sure, one thing it means is that Jesus walked, and again, when we spent that time in that message going through the gospel of Matthew and just healing account after healing account after healing account, seeing the compassion Jesus had on the sick, we are to walk as Jesus walked. We are to have compassion on those who were broken and those who are not well in their bodies. And this also means to walk as Jesus walks, that we, as Jesus did, would pray for those who are not well in their bodies. This is just part of being a Christian, that we, we love Jesus, we follow Jesus, we love people. And part of that, as sharing the kingdom, we pray for people who are sick or diseased in, in, in their bodies. We see that Jesus... Uh, did not do his healing ministry on his own, but he passes it on to the 12, he passes it on to his greater pool of disciples, and he passes it on to us. Uh, first off, off, we see that he passed this on to the 12 disciples. In Matthew 10, it says, Jesus called to him his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. Later on in that verse, uh, chapter, he says, As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven ha has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, and drive out demons. In Luke's account, he says to those twelve, uh, he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And so part of proclaiming the gospel, Jesus said, is also making sure that we have compassion on people and part of having compassion on them is to come alongside them and pray for them that God would heal them. This was not just to the 12, but also to Jesus' larger pool of disciples. He didn't just have the 12, but he had big crowds that followed him at times. And he had a pool of 72 disciples. And to them, he says, whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you, heal the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Uh, this wasn't for the 12, but also for the 72. And by the way, there are a lot of uh, missionaries who use this very text to, to reach people. One of the reasons Christianity exploded in China, uh, especially in uh, small villages, was because people carried out this text. Uh, native Chinese missionaries would go into a town, and the first thing they would do is heal the sick. They would call anyone who was sick in their body to come forward. They would pray for them. Many of them would be healed. And then they would preach the good news of the gospel. And, and, and they'd be changed. And villages would be saved. And they would move on to the next village and pray for people and heal the sick. And many would be healed. And then they would tell them the gospel. And this was not just for the 12, but for the 72. And we see that this is for us as well. Jesus tell, told us in Matthew 28... Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. And part of what he commanded us, the 12 and the 72 and others, was to heal the sick. 
well, was to bring healing and to pray for people. That is part of being a follower of Jesus, being a disciple of Jesus, is someone who not only talks about the kingdom and lives for Jesus and loves people, but someone who prays for those who are sick and diseased in, in their bodies. Uh, in, in, in John chapter 14, Jesus said this, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me, so if you believe in Jesus, that includes you, anyone who believes in Jesus, this is what Jesus said, in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. So Jesus, who never lies, who's telling the truth, said, anyone who follows me is going to do the same stuff I've been doing, and even greater works than I've been doing. Amen. Now we can argue about what those greater works are, let's just put that aside for a second, or for now, but let's just start with doing the same works, and the same works includes praying for those who are not well in their bodies. This is what Jesus did. To follow Jesus is to walk as Jesus walked. He prayed for a lot of people all over the place. It's all in the Gospels. We're to do the same. We should be doing the same works, which means all of us here who follow Jesus should be constantly praying for people who are not well in their bodies. This is part of what Christians do. We see the early church did this. Uh, this didn't just end with Jesus' death and resurrection, but the early church carried this and walked this very seriously. We see in Acts chapter 3, right off the bat, uh, there's a crippled guy at the gate. And Peter says to him, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Uh, we go on in Acts. In Acts chapter 4, we see the early church. They were praying. They prayed this prayer to God. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. We see in Acts chapter 5, the apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people. People brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. In Acts chapter 8, with the with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. Acts chapter 9, a disciple named Tobiah, by that time she became sick and died. Peter sent them all out of the room, and he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning towards the dead woman, he said, Tobiah, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. And in Acts 19, God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. Even handkerchiefs and aprons that had, been, uh, had touched him were taken to the sick, and their illnesses were cured, and evil spirits left him. In Acts 28, this, this elderly gentleman, he was sick in bed, <coughs> suffering from fever and uh, dysentery. Paul went in to see him. And after prayer, placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. And so this idea of praying to the sick was not just the Gospels, but carried on through the book of Acts. And even after the book of Acts, we see many testimonies of this in, in the early church. Uh, Justin Martyr uh, says this, Many of our Christian men have healed and do heal. 
Uh, Irenaeus, who was an early church father, others still heal the sick by laying their hands upon them and they are made whole. Uh, Tertullian, and heaven knows how many distinguished men, to say nothing of the common people, have been cured either of devils or of their sicknesses. Uh, Origen, we too have seen many persons freed from grievous calamities and from disaster. Uh, distractions of mind and madness and countless other ills which could not be cured neither by men nor devils or Augustine even now miracles are wrought in the name of Christ I mean, uh, and we could go on throughout his church history uh, the, the people Christians praying for people who are sick uh, is just part of what we do and it often we uh, will see we see healing and this is no different today. Uh, Jesus Christ hasn't changed. Uh, the Holy Spirit hasn't changed. Uh, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And in the world, we still see today thousands and thousands of people healed every single day. And I just want to pause for a moment to invite some of you, because I know uh, we asked the question, how many of you have been physically healed at some point in your life because of Jesus? And a lot of you stuck up your hands. It's going to take about five, maybe 10 minutes. I uh, just have some of you come forward and, if you want to, share a very brief testimony of how Jesus has healed you physically or how you prayed for someone and saw healing. And so uh, I didn't give anybody a warning I was going to do this, but this is mic number three. We got that already. I had a client in my chair who had a daughter that was legally blind, and she's been slowly losing her vision for probably the last four or five years, and she couldn't read off paper, white paper. She could only see outlines of things, and um, so I texted Lyle and had him come over, and him and I prayed over this young girl, and her vision was fully restored. She read my whole client list, every client on there, and my writing was just kind of like chicken scratch. She read my business license and my business cards, and she left without her glasses. Like she just forgot them. I told her she wouldn't need them anymore. So I'm going to continue to pray that, yeah, for her and her mom. Her mom was crying. Um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. But I've had lots of things also healed in my own. Body. Um, I've had heart palpitations um, completely healed, anxiety completely healed. Um, I had a parasite for a month, totally gone. So I believe in healing. Yeah. Here's a couple things I could share here. Um, number one thing is my mother, a number of years ago, she's a good woman to my mother. Anyways, she uh, had uh, used to. She worked at a um, facility, and she was uh, did floors like with the sweep, uh, sweeping and, and cleaning floors, and she also the mufflers. And she just uh, her back started to get weak, and she started to get really to the point where she could hardly function. Until finally, she she had to 
take some time off work because she was just totally unable to function. Now, I didn't live at home at the time when this happened, so, so I got the story. And it's funny, if you met my mom, it's, it's so low-key. She would say, oh, yeah, I got healed, and that was it. But anyways, um, so her and her friend decided to, to go to a local church that evening and to, for her to get prayed for. So she went to this local church. And so at the end of the service, the guy invited people up for healing. So she went and got prayed for, and she kind of went down on the floor. And, and my mother's kind of known for that. She'll kind of, what they call it, doing carpet time. You know? <laughs> she get out there and kind of have a good time. And she got up, and, and she said, I went home. She said, I went back to work the next morning. And she says, I've never had any trouble since. Totally healed by the power of God. Uh, and, you know, it's like, you know, when you have somebody that close to you, 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 you know this thing's real. Right? I had another episode uh, a number of years ago at a church in my home. We did that for a number of years. And there was a guy in the local community who I'd n always known. I kind of grew up knowing this guy. And um, he used to have a short leg, four inches shorter than the other. And I'd see him around, and, you know, I'd always be, anytime I got a chance, I would try to share with the Lord, because he really wasn't into God. He was into anything else but God. And eventually, eventually, he got saved. Uh, uh, this kind of a long story. But he came to service one morning, and him and his son, he had a grown son and, and another friend of the sons. And so I, I don't even know what started it, but I, I, he came, and I just said, sit on that chair, man, let's pray. You know, just... One of those kind of freak things you do. And so he kept come down and he sat in the chair. And his son, I said to his son, I says, here, let's measure the leg. Because obviously the son knew because it was the son, right? And you could you could see forth. I mean, he's very distinct. There was not, you know, a little bit. It was long. And so the son held his feet. And I says, we're just going to pray. And, and I spoke to his, I, I didn't pray but I spoke to the leg. You know, sometimes you've got to know what you, like you're talking about healing. You speak to the sickness or you speak to that disease or whatever it is. So I said, leg, grow. It's like, you know, just like that, you know. And the guy was sitting there. <laughs> and he said, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he said, and he jumps like this, you know. And he said, you know, I, I was in shock. He says, I could feel something moving. <laughs> and you're sitting there, and you can see this leg just grow. And it came out the same length as the other one. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised, right? But <laughs> I looked and said, oh, wow. You know, what do you preach about after that, right? <laughs> but it was, it was a miracle. It was amazing. And, and as I was watching this, I just said to myself, you know, like, God, he just showed up. You know, and the, the son was there, the, my wife was there, you, you know, she can testify to this thing. And, and it was so amazing, I just remember saying to myself, Lord, you know, we've got to do this again. Boy, Gary's tall. Wow. Okay, that's good. Um, so it's kind of a short story, but it happened a long time ago. I think it was about uh, 12 years ago. I used to have... Um, minor seizures when I was a kid, and it wouldn't be like shaking up, but it would be sort of like, I'd just shut down and I couldn't process stuff. Like I'd be there in the moment and I could hear stuff, but I couldn't actually process stuff and I'd just be staring into space basically. Uh, so that, that was going on about uh, 12 years ago, and I can't remember exactly uh, how it happened, but one day I got prayed for at my church uh, with 
just a bunch of people just coming around me, putting their arms on me, anointing me with oil, I think, on my forehead as well. And uh, they just started praying for me. And I told my mom afterwards uh, that I felt really warm, and that's probably because of all the hands that were touching me, honestly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've never had a seizure ever since. So.
I think of that, and I think of how the doctors couldn't explain how a young boy living with epilepsy, grand mal seizuring, suddenly didn't have it. Because they would say, oh, you grew out of it. Well, no, I didn't grow out of it. Well, obviously, your body recovered so that you no longer had it. Said, no, I don't have recovery. I have healing. I have healing from Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to hold this because I'm not that tall. <laughs> um, I just want to say that I've seen people healed. I've had healing myself. Uh, one time I went to my mom, she was sick in bed, and I just touched her and prayed for her and went home and never thought much about it. And then she told me, you healed me. Well, I said, Mom, I can't heal a fly, but God healed you. So then she knew, and she was telling everybody in the family, it's called the laying on of hands, and she was so excited. And I myself had a tumor um, in the inner ear. I, it's uh, five years ago, May the 10th, in 2013. Now I call it a miracle, because the tumor was removed, uh, my balance nerve had wrapped around the tumor. It did touch the facial nerve, but they got the whole thing. And I had some uh, palsy. I had some, some area where my face wasn't working. And now I just go on. Just keep walking and moving and thinking and not, not being concerned about that. And I've also just recently had a problem with the nerve in here where I had excruciating pain and I'm not kidding I didn't just make it up as a woman oh I got excruciating pain I had it and it's mostly gone now and I believe in the Lord my healer I had a blood condition where I couldn't have anything sweet I think it's hyperglycemia and I went up to do a testimony uh, like this with the microphone and it com I was completely healed. But I've seen healing and Charity, our daughter, has had, I think since they moved out here, maybe one seizure, two seizures. Now that's a miracle because she was having seizures all the time. So I just want you to know I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's our healer. felt very strongly that I needed to also share that, that not only does God heal our bodies, he actually heals us, our hearts and our minds. And so psychologically, uh, there was this, um, in, a, in a revival meeting, this woman had come up for prayer in, in one of my friend's meetings, and uh, I was present at that meeting, and well-dressed woman, groomed, very successful businesswoman, but no matter how successful she was, she carried this deep pain and uh, could not shake herself from it. Uh, it affected the way she showed up in, um, in her relationships. She was always very guarded, very suspicious, uh, very unforgiving of herself. And um, she'd come up for prayer. And again, we can never underestimate what God does when people come up for prayer. And she went down under the anointing. So 
so what you call kaputan. And for people who don't understand that, that's just the glory of God. The glory of God is the weight of God. When the weight of God comes on someone, they can't really stand in our physical body, so we end up lying on the floor. And uh, she didn't. She didn't go. She she couldn't get up. She couldn't get up on the floor. And so they come back to the evening meeting at six o'clock in the evening. And she's still on the floor. <laughs> and uh, finally, she gets up off the floor, and they go, "What's happening to you?" And the joy of the Lord was upon her, and she said, um, "Years and years and years and years ago, she had had an abortion, and she couldn't forgive herself for that. And she got married. She had children, and every time." Her children, like even while she was carrying her children, she was carrying this guilt and shame and, and regret at her choice and not forgiving herself. And every time her children reached a milestone, she imagined where this other child would have been. And she could not get past forgiving herself. And so that day, God did open heart surgery on her as she lay on the floor, just totally submitted to him. And so she said that finally, at the end of the time, she had a vision of heaven, and she saw this little blonde-haired girl running to Jesus with a bunch of flowers in her hand and says to Jesus, isn't it good to see mommy happy again? And God healed her heart. And so I encourage you that God is able, even on a psychological level, to heal. Yes. Sharing those uh, testimonies, I know there, there's others out there, and uh, hopefully there'll be more as we try to pray for each other more. I'm just going to finish off our time with uh, uh, how to pray for those who are sick. I just want to make a mention that uh, it's really important that you also pray for people who don't know Jesus, who aren't followers of Jesus. Amen. Uh, because healing is one of the ways people's hearts are open to the reality of God, and this is how Jesus often used it. I mean, uh, pretty much... Most of the people who came to Jesus uh, throughout the gospel stories had some sort of miracle take place. I mean, there are times when we talk to someone about Jesus and uh, they're just not interested. They uh, don't see any need or they don't believe that God is real. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's, if their elbow is super sore and you pray for them and all of a sudden their elbow is completely healed, all of a sudden they're open to this reality. It's like, oh, maybe God is, is real. Uh, and this is how the, he was used in the Bible. Like, again, Luke 10 uh, heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near you. These are people who aren't following Jesus. And they're prayed for and they're healed. And all of a sudden they're open to the reality of God. Uh, this is how the Apostle Paul used his ministry. Uh, he says, what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God. How did he lead them to obey God? By what I've said and done but also by the power of signs and wonders through the power of the Spirit of God. And that would include uh, partly healing. Uh, healing opens people to the reality of the power of God. And again, this is how a lot of mission movements have been successful. In fact, I was just reading a story not long ago of um, a mission team that went into an African village uh, to share Jesus with them. Uh, they weren't very happy. Uh, the, they were throwing rocks at this mission team. And one of the, the people on the team just started through uh, one of their translators calling, anybody sick, anybody sick, come forward. And a couple of them came forward. 
completely healed, and all of a sudden everybody stopped throwing rocks, and, and the village uh, came to know Jesus through this. I mean, uh, and they're just stories of stories of people in work and at school who don't follow, and you pray for them, and they're healed all of a sudden, like, may, maybe there's something to this. And so, uh, just be open to praying for those who uh, don't follow Jesus. So how, how do you do this? Um, there's no specific order or plan exactly how to pray. Jesus often healed people in different ways every time. Uh, there's no s s specific way, but there are some ways that might be helpful. Uh, first, it's, it's good to ask the person about their condition. Again, we're to have compassion on those who are not well, and so talk to them about them. Meet, meet them at a heart level, and Jesus did this in Mark 9. Uh, Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has it been like this? And he said, from childhood. And you might say, you know, how long has your elbow been sore? You know, what's going on with your knee? Have you been to see the doctor? Chat with them a little bit. And then you want to go on to pray for healing. You may want to some, spend some time just inviting the presence of the Holy Spirit and, and just praying or just reminding people of their identity in God or whatever it might be. Now, when it comes to specifically praying for healing within Christianity, there are different opinions on how you do this. There are some people who will pray with a, a, a very passive kind of prayer, like, uh, you know, and we talked about this, <laughs> you know, God, if it is your will, would you bring healing? But if not, then, you know, give the doctor's wisdom a very kind of passive kind of, uh, 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 kind of prayer. There are people who will pray with a, a little more gusto and will say, you know, you know uh, Jesus, release healing, and we pray for healing in Jesus' name. And then there's people who will, as Gary mentioned, who will speak to or command healing, you know, I command this cancer to go, or I, I say to these bones, be healed, and it's very direct and very authoritative. And it's interesting that a lot of Christians, when it comes to speaking to sickness or commanding it, get very nervous. And uh, a lot of people would think, well, that's just not the right, you can't just do that because you can't commit to God heals. But the reality is, a lot of times how we pray actually comes more from the traditions of men than it does from the Bible. And if you actually look at prayers in the New Testament, pretty much all of them are very authoritative, direct prayers of healing. Uh, you don't find prayers anywhere in the New Testament like God, you know, if it be you will, heal, and if not, they're, they're very direct. And, and all the prayers of healing are like this in the Bible. And so don't be afraid of praying bold, direct, and they're very short prayers. It's how Jesus prayed. Uh, here's examples. Be clean. Go, let it be done just as you believed it would. Get up, take up your mat, and go home. Your faith has healed you. According to your faith, let it be done to you. Uh, stretch out your hand. Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. I say to you, get up. Be open. Jesus bent over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. Uh, the book of Acts, Peter, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Or in Acts 9, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up, roll up your mat. Or Acts 14, stand up on your feet. All the prayers and healing in the New Testament are actually quite bold, direct, uh, authoritative kind of prayers. And so don't be afraid to pray that way. Um, and don't get caught up in exact words on how to pray because... You know, Jesus isn't up there saying, well, you didn't quite pray with the right words. You know, sorry, it's not going to happen. I mean, he's not like that. He has compassion on those who are sick. But when you're praying, be gentle. Uh, don't yell. Don't freak the person out. 
uh, to be like, like a loving shepherd and, and to be, have compassion as you pray uh, for healing upon that person. Uh, three, you, uh, again, looking at the way the Bible uh, talks about healing, you may want to ask if there's some act they can do or perform to see if there is healing. And so once you pray for them, say, hey, check out your arm. Is it better? Uh, hey, let's try, try to walk and see if, if your, your, your leg is better. This is what Jesus did. Uh, Jesus said to the man, stretch out your hand, try it out. Matthew 9, get up, take your mat, and go home, stand up, let's see if you can walk. Luke 17, go show yourselves to the priest, and as they went, often you will see healing when that person steps out with an act of faith. I'll try to move my arm, I'll try to stand up. And, and these people, as they went, they were healed. John 9, uh, washed in the pool of Siloam, so the man went and washed and came home seen. It's also important to understand that sometimes that healing doesn't happen right when you pray. Jesus prayed for this guy, and he wasn't healed in that moment. He was healed when he later uh, walked in faith and went and washed as Jesus, and then he was healed. Just because you pray for someone in that moment and not healed <coughs> in that exact second doesn't mean they're not healed. Amen. Some people realize later, like, you know, I was prayed for a week ago, and I've never had stomach issues anymore. Mm -hmm. I was prayed a month ago, I've never had a seizure again. Sometimes the, the, the reality of that healing comes at a later point. Uh, so you also may need to pray for the person more than once. And we see Jesus doing this. Again, he prays for this blind man. He's still not totally healed. So even Jesus, who has an amazing success rate, <laughs> prayed twice. And so sometimes, if there is time and the Lord is leading... You pray for someone, try it out. Ah, it still hurts. Well, let's, let's pray one more time. Uh, so you may choose to pray more than once. Number five, if you don't see healing, uh, encourage them to come back for prayer. And, and don't, uh, you know, a lot of times people are afraid to pray for healing because you know, what if it doesn't happen? I'm going to look silly. I'm going to make God look dumb. Uh, don't try to defend God that way. <laughs> I mean, uh, you, you're not going to always be successful. And you're probably going to have more failures than success, but this shouldn't stop us from praying for people. And again, you don't know. You might pray, and, and, I, and I really believe that prayer changes the story. We've said that prayer changes the story. It may not be a full healing, but maybe something changes. And they come back the next week, and you pray again, and it gets a little bit better. Do not have the idea of failure keep you from praying for people. And just try to get over that awkward moment when you pray for them, and yeah, it still hurts. You know, just say, hey. Next week, let's pray again. Okay? So uh, encourage them to come back for prayer. Uh, the reality is the more people you pray for, the more you're going to see healing. And again, you're not going to be 100% successful. Most people see more failures than they do successes. Even Paul, who was an amazing apostle, wasn't 100% successful. He prayed for a couple of these guys, and, and they weren't healed, but he saw a lot of people healed. And so sometimes people say, well, I, I've prayed for a few people, and they weren't healed, so I guess it doesn't work. No, just keep going because you will see it. In fact, John Wimber, who is the founder of the Vineyard Movement, uh, thousands of churches everywhere now, uh, very successful in, in praying for people to be healed. But he spent the first 10 months, after he was studying the Gospels, he just came to this realization that healing was a major part of Jesus' ministry, should be a part of our ministry, and he began to pray for every single person he could find who had something wrong with them. For 10 months, he prayed for every single person that he ran into. 
Uh, he said he probably prayed for a thousand people and not one was healed. He did healing services in his church. He, he prayed for one guy, he says, for two hours and, and it wasn't healed. And he kind of got discouraged, <laughs> as maybe some of you have been. And then one day, this elderly, or not elderly, but this, this guy in his church uh, phones him and says, hey, I just got this new job, and my wife is really sick in bed, and uh, we have kids, and we can't, there's no babysitter. Can you come and pray for my wife? Because she needs to be healed because she's got to watch the kids. <laughs> and uh, and John Wimber is like, you know, I pray, this just doesn't seem to be working. But he goes over, and he prays the lamest prayer, he said, like, no faith. And instantly this woman was healed. And he said from that moment on, he just began to see more and more and more and more healings. And he has had probably one of the most successful healing ministries in, in, in the last uh, period of church history. But he said this about it. This period of failure was a learning experience. A time in which I was purged of my pride and self-sufficiency. I was humiliated. I was humbled. God had to first cleanse a vessel before it was fit to fill with his precious oil of healing. I believe God began healing the sick through me only after I came to a place of total dependence on his grace and mercy. Now that was John Wimber. I know people who became a Christian and that day they prayed for someone and they're healed. I mean, again, there's a mystery, a mystery to this. Todd White is another example who has a very successful healing ministry today an amazing evangelist, but he estimates he prayed for about 700 people before he saw his first healing. And now he, he sees uh, many, many, many healings in his ministry. And I'll just close with these two quotes. This is John Wimber. When we pray for no one, no one was healed. Now we pray for lots of people. Not everyone is healed, but some are. I decided long ago that if I pray for 100 people and only one is healed, it is better than if I never pray at all and no one is healed. Amen. Part of following Jesus, yes, we preach the gospel, uh, yes, we help the poor, yes, we love people, but part of being a follower of Jesus is, is we pray for people who are sick and not well. And, and you can just kind of come up with your own line. Uh, you just have to make it comfortable for you, especially when it comes to people who are not Christians. And sometimes I use this line. I say, you know, I, I know lots of people who have been healed through prayer. Can I pray for you right now? Very un it's not intimidating, you know. And all of you heard some testimony, so all of you can use that line now. <laughs> I know people who have been healed through prayer. Can I pray for you? And, and you just pray for them. And the more people that you pray for, the more you will see uh, healings. And God is a good and wonderful God uh, that way. And so I invite the worship team forward and we're gonna close this service off. And uh, I just wanna remind you that physical healing is really a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. But even better is spiritual healing. Uh, the best thing in life is when we have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And God is a God who forgives. There's a God, he's a God who wants to fill you with the power of the Holy Spirit. He's a God who wants to bring you into this beautiful relationship with God the Father. And if you are here and you don't know Jesus, and you just want to take your first step into experiencing the goodness of God in your life, uh, you can just close your eyes and just pray a prayer along with me. And say, uh, Jesus, uh, I'm sorry for uh, living life my own way. Uh, Jesus, I, I turn from my, my sin and I turn to you. Uh, Jesus, would you fill me with your presence. 
Jesus, would you fill me with the presence of the Holy Spirit? And I thank you, God, that you love me. I thank you that I'm washed clean. And I pray from this day forward, you'd help me to walk with you. In Jesus' name.